listeners, welcome to the Moms for America podcast. I'm Debbie Kurlaitis, your host. And as always, I am so honored that you have stopped by today to chat with us. Um, our goal each week is to encourage, inspire, and educate moms in their journey uh, through motherhood and um, leading their family and, and teaching their children. So we believe that every issue is a mom issue. And I know the mamas know that is a true statement. So a quick rem- couple of quick reminders here at the top of the show. Uh, sign up for our newsletter, which is the Mom Memo. You go to momsforamerica.us and you can check the Mom Memo, um, sign up for the Mom Memo. Then you will get all the information about our upcoming podcasts, our seminars, our, our summits. Plus, if you have not been at our website, you will be completely impressed. The information that we have truly is incredible, ranging from all types of topics. Um, so please stop by our website and sign up. So today's guest, well, I'm going to tell you this. She is a kind of mama that makes things happen. Uh, when she sees something broken, she fixes it. And I'm always in awe of moms like her because uh, women like her, they solve problems. They, they don't just talk about the problems. They bring answers and they bring solutions. So I'm really excited to uh, welcome Layla. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about her. Layla Center, Sentner is the co-founder of the Sentinel Academy. And listen to this, a progressive independent happiness school, right? You heard that happiness school that combines emotional intelligence, mindfulness, and happiness with a challenging curriculum. Isn't this the kind of school you would have liked to have gone to? For sure for me. Um, so I love that she has this incredible concept. Um, she's going to dive into that topic today. She's going to talk about the important role of happiness in your child's educational journey. I love this. So welcome, Layla, to the Moms for America podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure speaking with you today. You. I want to hear about your family first. Would you tell us a little bit? Moms love to know about other mamas' families. Tell us about your family. So I have an amazing husband. His name is David Sentner, and he is also the other co-founder of Sentner Academy. And we have two beautiful girls together, uh, six and a half and three and a half. And then we have- You're busy. You're busy. Busy. Yes. They keep us very busy. Um, And then he has two older boys from his previous marriage, and they're 21 and 19. So, but they're off to college. Oh, nice. Quite the blend. I love that. Different ages and different journeys of of parenting, huh? Um, Let's talk about this. Why not many people just decide to start a school and then do it incredibly well? What an undertaking this is and why? I mean, a a lot of us know the educational system is a mess, but what happened to you personally that you said, I'm going to start a school and I'm going to do things differently? Well, we were in New York at the time and I don't know if anybody knows about New York schools, Mm. but they're supposed to be, they're supposed to be the best in the country. I had toured um, (laughs) over 15 of the top schools between uh, New York and Miami. And I said, this is the best in the country. (laughs) This is what we got to work with. (laughs) Yeah. So I just said, you know what, honey? Why don't we just do this ourselves? We're entrepreneurs. We can find amazing educators. That's what we do best is we hire uh, specialists that know how to get things done. And wow. we had 
you know, a different way that we wanted it to be done. And many of the schools that we toured, we would see one thing out of the eight things that we liked. So for example, we tour a school and academically they were incredible, but they lacked any sort of social emotional or another school, they had a social emotional down packed and everything else was missing. Okay. You know, every time I would walk into one of the schools, I would be horrified by what the kids were eating, you mm. know, at some of these $55,000 a year schools, you know, they're eating chips and they're eating, you know, cupcakes and cookies and just stuffing their face with horrible food. And I'm, I'm a big, I'm big into food and big into healthy eating. I mean, that's everything for a child's brain and most schools don't get that. And that's really should be the foundation. Um, so it was always something. And I said, you know what? can we do this ourselves? At the time we only had one daughter and I was just like, we're putting so much effort and energy into her mind, body, and soul. I hate to just send her off to a school and all of our hard work basically evaporates. Right. And they're there a long I time. In the, right. Yeah. You know, they're had, a great portion of that day and you're, you're working down one road and then we send them to the school and they're like sidetracking them incredibly. So, so you're, 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 you're telling your husband, let's start a school. And, and what does he say? Well, I will say though, also is as bad as I thought it was then, I never imagined how bad it is now. It is. Never imagined. No. I never imagined that a school could force your child to wear a mask for eight hours a day. I never imagined how mm. some of these schools are pushing these kids into getting these uh, COVID shots when a child has virtually a hundred percent recovery rate from COVID. Right. You know, I never imagined right. a, a school would be pushing critical race theory and making white people feel bad about the color of their skin, right. you know, making black right. people feel bad about the color of their skin. I mean, critical race theory has got to be the most racist thing I've ever heard of in my life. It sure is. Right. So I'm even more happy that we started this process a few years ago because it's not easy. It takes a lot of work. To so get is this, this set up? Oh, I can't even imagine. So the the age group is it? What what grade do you start at? I know you have a couple of buildings. You, how yeah. far are we going? Well, I have. I start at eighteen months, okay. and right now we go up to eighth grade. And either this year or next year we're going to open high school. Okay. I say this year, next year is because we were planning for two years, but I have some parents that really want me to start next year. Oh, I'm sure. So there's a possibility we might expedite it a year. Um, sure. We're still trying to figure that out, but if not this year, for sure in two years. And um, basically That's going back to your previous question, my husband was like, let's do it. He was born in Miami. He loves Miami. We, you know, we love the weather in Miami. And of course, um, I love we this. We didn't realize it at the time, but we, um, you know, we're inheriting the most amazing governor in the world. Lucky we you. Got, we kind of got lucky <laughs> on that one, right? You sure did. Um, but we did, we were 30,000 votes away of potentially having the worst governor in the country. So wow. we got really lucky. We got Count really lucky. Any mm. moms in Florida, please make sure you go out and vote. Yes. I mean, just look at California and New York. That right. could have been Florida. Right. Or worse, because right. the guy he was running against, I guess, was caught smoking crack or something. It's just, it's, it's pretty wild. Yeah. Thank God. Well, I'm jealous about you and your governor and uh, your incredible school. What, what is the culture like at your school? I love this happiness, emotional journey um, that your kids 
enjoy school. It's the, the atmosphere must be so different there. Tell us about it. You know, I will tell you, um, the atmosphere now is incredible. The atmosphere last year was an atmosphere, as you can imagine. We were right. not an aligned community. So there was very, a lot of divisiveness. Uh, we had people on the left side, people on the right side, people in the middle. And the people all the way on the left side, and I'm not speaking political, I'm just saying left side. They were all about the masks. They were all about, um, you know, oh, sure, plexiglass right. and, and exactly. not a lot. I'm putting socially distance, but, but yours right. is not, but right. You, Absolutely you did not take not. that. I did not do any of that. Your culture is different in your one, school. 100%. I went into this knowing the data, knowing that our kids were safe and my yes. priority was to protect our kids and the teachers in the community. Right. And I wanted to lead with not being in fear, not being in a feared state. So what we did is we let kids be kids. Wow. Mm -hmm. Isn't that shocking? <laughs> they could play, we, I, they could run, they could sit next to each other, they could talk. And they, the, the, the teacher could, this is the craziest thing. I don't know how these teachers are teaching with this on their face. How, how is anybody here? And then some do have plexiglass in front of it. And, but they're, they're, they're 12 feet away from the kids. Not so, our school. Not no. our school. We started day one with, I will tell you, a lot of the kids and teachers were wearing masks. But I brought in experts. I brought in Dr. Larry Pilevsky. I brought in the OSHA ladies, Tammy and Kristen. Mm. And I had them educate my community on the harmful impact of masks. I did that very early on. Okay. And I will tell you by the, you know, the first September through December, I had maybe 15 parents pull out of the school. They're like, we're out of here. Let okay. us out of our contract. We cannot stand the fact that there are kids around our kids that aren't wearing masks. And I said, you know what? Fine. I'll let you out of the contract because you're, we're obviously not in alignment. Right. Um, and then when the whole vaccine issue came, came up and I didn't want my teachers to get vaccinated because of the potential of transmitting and impacting other people who are unvaccinated, then that was it really- a, that, that was another one, right? That was another yeah, big then, issue then for you. Yeah, it really hit the fan. And I had parents very irate. They were offended deeply that I would actually not want teachers to get the shot because in their mind, the shot is a life-saving drug when mm. all the data and all the stats clearly show that this virus has an overall 99.3% survival rate. Right. But because people are living in so much fear. It is a lot of fear, yeah. They think that the shot is the only thing that's going to save them when the priority should be focusing on your health. Right. Focusing on taking your vitamins, working out, getting a lot of sunshine. Mm -hmm. And that's really what we emphasize. I mean, our school is gluten-free, sugar-free, dairy-free. Kimberly <laughs> came and had lunch at our school one day. She was just loving it. Even the dessert is all natural. Well, as long as no you can- processed sugar. Right. And, and, and people like you, they make the stuff that doesn't sound too exciting taste amazing. So I'm sure you've got this all figured out and really natural, of course- anything processed, we all know this is, it gives me headaches. I mean, when you're in the school and you're eating junk and then you're 
this and that. And it, it's really the atmosphere is is very hard to learn in. So now with with all of your your stands between concerns about vaccines, um, masks, keeping kids closer together, letting them socialize. What's happened? Has the school lost or is the school booming? That's what I want to know. So we lost a lot of kids when I made the announcement, but since then we have been attracting families from all over the country. Sure. Uh, And in fact, right now I'm opening additional classes, especially after uh, the school board went against the governor's orders and they're mandating the masks, even though the governor said he doesn't want that. I mean, just last week alone, we had an additional 25 inquiries. So if you have any amazing moms there, anywhere in the country, we are hiring a few additional teachers in elementary school and preschool to start this year because we have so much demand. And it's exciting because now our community is super aligned and we're attracting people that are into health freedom, are into our children being children, are into our children playing and laughing and connecting and, you know, just... Um, you know, focusing on their mind, body, kids and soul. being kids, kids being kids. And so I'm telling any parents that are in other states that can't come to my school or don't have a school similar to my school, pull your kids out and homeschool. Mm-hmm. That's the priority. I don't know if you've interviewed Pam Popper, but if you haven't, you should get her on your show. She's okay. been helping moms like a thousand moms a week, pull their kids out right. of school to homeschool. Well, we're doing a parent strike. Moms for America is on a parent strike. We want parents to take a stand, look at all their alternatives, want to help provide information. So I want to make sure that we have that on our website as well, because we are, we're trying to empower the moms and moms are concerned. The moms don't know what to do, whether they're going to take them out this year, whether they're going to homeschool them, whether they're going to do pods, whether they're going to do private. The educational system has got to look different, right? Because this isn't working. The government schools aren't working. We, we all are looking for schools like you, like yours. Um, can you give us the, the, your website right now? So everybody knows where you're at and get that information out. So my website, um, is Setner C E N T N. So there's a second N in there, right? E R Academy, A C, uh, A C A D E M Y Setner Academy.com. And I also have an Instagram page, Setner Academy. And when you go to our website, you can just click on the careers page and you can apply and send your resume that way. We do have rolling um, enrollment. So any parents that are considering moving later, we, we, with their spaces open, then we're signing people up pretty much anytime throughout the year. Last year, between January and April, we signed up 45 kids. I am sure. I am sure. I've, I've, I've moved my son. Uh, my husband and I moved our son out of the government schools to a private school too. So let's talk about your suggestions. You, you touched on it a little bit to the moms because we're mamas encouraging mamas here. Um, you talked about, you know, thinking about what to do with, with the educate. Now, some parents can't homeschool. I mean, this is a quandary. Really, this is a quandary. Some people are working. Some people don't feel like they're qualified to teach. Some can't afford private schools. That's a, you know, we went from not doing private schools to all of a sudden having that, you know, that financial, a new financial, a big bill. Um, 
What are some ways and and some um, resources that you you would tell moms to do? I know you mentioned um, a couple here, but I'd love to just have you tell our moms. Sure. You know, and empower them. There's a few things. So you can also form pods. Yeah. How how does that work? Right. The pods are, are, you can look for parents that are like-minded parents. You can create Mm -hmm. your own pod. And there's mm-hmm. so many great online homeschooling, free homeschooling, or very, very low, low cost homeschooling options where the kids can all be together in an online mode. Or I know some pods where the parents take turns <clears throat> teaching right. the classes. Mm-hmm. There are some communities that are already formed that you should look for that. And I think if you interview Pam Popper, she's going to be the best person to really, really lay this out. Okay. So I would do a full interview with her. She's incredible. I can connect you with her as well. Excellent. Um, the other thing is many states, and you have to look into this with your state. I know Florida, for example, if you're a low-income parent, you can apply for this $7,000 a year grant that you can use to any private school. Nice. Some private schools only cost eight or $9,000. And then if you're really, really low income and you can't afford the difference, you can apply for financial aid. Right. So there um, are, there are options. You just have to go down that road. And, and I think, have, yeah. right. We just feel like our hands are tied, you know, but really um, I know there's a lot of options and I just know things are changing. I mean, look at yeah. people like you start schools. I, and this is amazing. And I, I think people are going to starting all kinds of things. I had a friend call me and said, well, we're going to, we want to hire three retired teachers. And then it's kind of like a, an offshoot of homeschooling, but at least there's three yeah. teachers there. Same. And you, you talk to your church, it's kind of like a pod or a, whatever we call these. And then the church lets you rent out that facility for three days a week. You go through your curriculum, but you at least have the kids together. They're having lunch. They can go outside and run. Um, exactly. Have a, little, have a little bit of happiness, right? Exactly. Exactly. And and I'm I'm hoping to put together a curriculum for parents. I'm I'm going to have it in a nonprofit sector where they can access my curriculum. They can access my training. They can basically utilize what we're utilizing. Um, we're planning on making you know having our school is very patriotic. We're going to be teaching them about the Constitution. Yes. Uh, it's, it's very important for kids to understand and build a love for our country. Because if you love our country, you're going to want to fix it. The problem with schools these days is they're teaching kids to hate our country. They sure are. And when you hate something, you don't want to fix it. Right. And so it's important to have that foundation of love, understanding that our country, yes, has its flaws. But that's where they come in as future leaders mm-hmm. to help fix our broken system. Right. And really there's nothing more important than investing in the next generation and our children. There is nothing more important because like you said, they are the leaders. They are the future. Um, they're the ones that are going to either make it or break it. Right. I mean, we're all still, it, it's all broken. It's so broken right now. Our schools are broken and our country's broken and our homes are broken. Um, like you said, the fear factor is incredible. I had a mom tell me that, um, their son was near someone that sneezed and that just, he, he's just completely afraid that he's going to, to, to die of this. And, um, we, we've got to help our kids. I mean, we've got to do this better in, in schools like you and, and women and parents with visions like this is amazing. I'll tell you, I, 
you know, because my school had kids wearing masks and kids not wearing masks, I was able to see firsthand the physical impact on kids who were wearing masks for eight hours a day, coming downstairs to the office with headaches and migraines and dizziness and nauseousness. Mm -hmm. And, you know, on many of the cases, I would call the parents myself and say, right? fill out the mask exemption and send your child to school the next day without a mask and tell me, call me back and tell me the results. 100% of the time, the symptoms disappeared. Incredible. I also saw firsthand the kids that wore masks every day, the amount of anxiety that they had. Mm -hmm. It's just not you know? normal. It's just not normal. You're, they're living in a constant state of fear that they're, they're, brain is constantly in fight or flight. That's what parents don't understand. And do you think they're going home telling their parents they have anxiety? No, they don't know what that word means. Right. So when parents tell me my child doesn't complain, I tell them that doesn't mean anything. You cannot strap a, a face cloth on a child's mask for eight hours a day and think it's not psychologically impacting them. I had a five-year-old come in for a shadow day where they get to try and experience our school. And uh, the child had a complete panic attack. A complete panic attack because this child was around other kids without wearing, without a mask. And the other, none of our kids were socially distancing. And after 30 minutes, we had to call the mom and the mom had to pick this child up. Wow. That's what you're doing to your kids when you put a mask on them for eight hours a day. It's child abuse. Did you um, have school every day last year? What, what did that look like during COVID for you? Every day. And did we you had, have COVID outbreaks? Was there Absolutely. We had cases. We had okay. cases. I call them cases. Right. <laughs> there were cases and most of the kids had no symptoms. Right. A lot of the teachers that got it had no symptoms. Okay. That to me is not an outbreak. Right. I'm sorry. That's a bunch of media, uh, you know, mumbo jumbo. That's right. not an outbreak. What's it? Yeah. Outbreak, super spreaders. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. You I know, know, and you know what? Guess what? Somehow the flu disappeared last year. Right. And I will tell you from, from last year, comparing to the year before, it was way worse kids had strep throat, kids had a really serious bug that they were out with. And last year was like nothing for us. Wow. I didn't have Incredible. one kid go to the hospital, didn't have one teacher go to the hospital. Thank you, Lord. That is good news. I, and I will tell you though, I think that this year, whatever this variant is, I do yeah. think that it's a lot stronger. Okay. But from all the doctors that I've been listening to, everything that I'm understanding is they're saying it's a lot stronger because of the vaccine, because right. of the shots. And so uh, it's, it's just the mutates. We, we, we don't know some of this. We don't know. We don't know. Right? We don't, know. we don't know, but I'm listening to a lot of doctors that are basically even pro vax vaccine developers that are crying out to the community. Please stop this mass vaccination of healthy individuals. It doesn't make sense. And all we're doing is creating a potential super duper bug. Well, I've heard that too. So can we, before we leave, I'd love to just know a little bit about um, the incredible other organizations and charities and work that you do um, 
you and your husband have a passion for helping mothers and children break the cycle of poverty here in America and other countries. I'm reading up on you. And of course, amazed, amazed, amazed. Um, it's mamas like you that inspire moms like us. Tell us about this, this passion you have to help others in, in such an incredible way. Thank you. So, you know, I grew up with a single mom. She was on welfare. Okay. She moved here from Iran. Uh, didn't even speak English. And I watched her really struggle and fight and claw her way through the system. And so, you know, mm. my husband and I, we have a foundation when we sold our company three years ago and we really like sustainability projects. Okay. So um, one of our projects, for example, is a woman's shelter where we don't give the money to feed the women. We actually fund their cooking kitchen, which mm. trains women and certifies them in the, in the um, restaurant industry. So, so that they can actually go out and get a job. So nice. we don't like to give them the fish. We like to teach them to fish. And that's really kind of the foundation of our giving. Um, it's, it's another amazing project we did in Ethiopia where um, we were able to give money um, mm. to this organization that trains women on how to set up a business. Plus they got each, each person got, I think $400 each to set up their own business. And what this does is it gets them completely out of poverty and makes them totally self-sustainable. And they not only save their own life, but they save their generations in the future because once they're able to take care of themselves and send their child to school, now they've just broken that cycle of poverty. Yes. And so that's, that's, that's where our passion lies. And that's why education is, we're so passionate about education because we need to, you know, really transform education and fix the foundation. Yes. Because the what schools have been doing, they've been breaking the foundation all yeah. the way back from when I was a child, when the food pyramid was being sold to us, that's completely wrong, where grains were at the bottom. Well, that's why this generation has so many issues with obesity. Right. And how was that food pyramid put together? It was lobbied by the milk companies and the grain companies and mm -hmm. the more money they, they spent, that's how they were able to get on this food pyramid. And that's not the way schools should be ran. It shouldn't be based on who can, who can give the most money. It should be based on true health, true wellness. Yeah. We always know there's some agenda behind a lot of this stuff and we're going, mm, how did this happen? And how did we get here? But unfortunately yeah. we get, we're here, but we're changing things. We're breaking it down and we're educating people and we're revealing truth. Yeah. And you know, well, one last thing I, I'd love to, to add to throw out there to moms who don't know yet, go and research childhood vaccines, study childhood vaccines. Okay. You will learn things about childhood vaccines that you never imagined in your life. Just remember that pharma, you know, Big their, pharma. Their yeah. big pharma has been in has has had to pay billions of dollars in marketing fraud. Okay, they are not the most honest organizations in this world, and the very companies, <clears throat> the very organizations that are supposed to be monitoring them, like our CDC and the FDA. Well, most of their funding comes from pharma, so. Don't completely rely on the CDC and the FDA as well. Go and do your research. There is research out there. Yes, it's being heavily censored, but 
I'm sure you can find somebody, a friend who knows somebody mm -hmm. who knows somebody to where to access this information because it's out there. I get things all the time from Rumble and BitChute and these other um, online sources that aren't censored nearly as much as Facebook and Instagram, right. but it's very eye-opening and it's something that every mom should research. I agree. Thank you, Layla. You are amazing. Um, I'm so glad you let us chat with you here and find out about an incredible approach to education um, and what you're doing. I, I know that moms around the country can't just start a school or maybe we don't have our resources are different, but you know what? We can change the world one home at a time because when we are teaching our children and we're investing in them and we're protecting and guiding them, that's all that really matters because of the future. So God bless you with your kids. Tell your God hubby, you guys. thank you thank for you. being amazing as well and being the, the co-founder and give the children hugs for us because uh, moms love mamas. My pleasure. And also if anybody wants to follow me on Instagram, um, my yes. first two accounts were taken off. So I am Layla Setner, the number three now. Um, L E I L A C -E three is a charm. Three is a charm. That's right. C N T N E R and the number three. That's where they can find me. And they have to type it all out because they won't be able to search for me otherwise. <laughs> all right. And again, visit uh, the website. We'll put that up here again. The website for your school again is setneracademy.com. All right. Two ends. Two ends, right. All right, we'll put up all that information and thanks moms. Um, Thank you. If you have someone that would be interested in this topic, education and trying to work through the, the I guess, convoluted, confusing world that we're in right now and you think that it would be a great connection with Layla, um, please uh, share this, please subscribe. We are on YouTube, Vimeo, and we are also on Spotify. So also on our website, you can click on podcast. We have... Uh, a nice library of different topics uh, already on our website, momsforamerica.us. All right, mamas, thank you for stopping by. Thank you, Layla. Um, okay, by the and way, you should, you should get on Rumble and BitChute. Yes, I know, I know. We're on it. You know, we're, we're new. We're, this is like a third month here. So we're, uh, we're on our way, but I will be over there and uh, checking it all out and get the podcast up there. So thanks so much. And mamas, remember, we are changing the world one home at a time. And I'll see you Thank next you. week. Bye.